Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, and Google Play. And, of course, my blog talk radio community, I'd like to say hello to all of you, as well as those of you who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products. Go to Audible. You can get your free audio book by going to www.audible.com trial.com forward slash get organized and a little later on I'm going to share with you my audiobook selection for this week. Tonight we have a wonderful guest, Mr. Jennifer Lava, and she is going to be sharing with us on how to organize our creative space. So for all of you out creative minds out there who are tired of just going into that space and not feeling inspired Jennifer is going to share some tips and strategies on how we can organize those spaces. And, of course, I will be sharing some tips in my Taylor Tip Time, as well as my product suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion for the week. But before I bring on our guest, I have a little tidbit. Did you know that we there is over $30 billion annually spent on craft supplies, $30 billion. So with all that money spent on craft supplies and all those supplies in our homes and our lives, Jennifer is the one that just kind of brings some insight as to how we can organize it so we can find it, and then once we organize it, we can be creative and focus on that. Born in Minnesota, but has a popular bumper sticker that says, I got here as fast as I could. Her father was in the Air Force and stationed in San Antonio, Texas, when she was two years old. After he completed his tour, they moved to Austin, where she has been ever since. From all of her working experiences, Jennifer realized that the other duties as a sign were the ones she liked the best. Since 2006, she turned it into her business. She works with creative and not-so-creative people who are ready for one-of-a-kind organizing systems for their home or office that reflects their uniqueness. Jennifer also speaks to women's groups, civic organizations, and others who are ready to make something great happen in their work and life. She is currently the immediate past president of the Austin chapter of the National Association of Professional Organizers and over the years has held many roles. In 2012, she was 
present the Naples Austin President's Award for Exemplary Service to the chapter. In 2015, she was presented with the Naples National President's Award as a member of the Marketing Committee. Along with serving on the Naples National Marketing and Membership Committee, she is proud to be a member of Naples Golden Circle, signifying an elevated level of organizing experience. Jennifer continues her education with advanced classes as a subscriber to the Institute of Challenging Disorganization. Jennifer is an Evernote certified consultant. She also belongs to the Texas State Historical Association. She is honored to have been quoted by Good Housekeeping, Family Circle, and Consumer Reports Magazine. And Jennifer holds a bachelor's degree in history from St. Edwards University. She started going to college to be a teacher, but instead her classroom is people's homes, offices, and studios. And in her free time, she enjoys learning even more about history, working on craft projects, taking up tap dancing classes, researching her family genealogy, and spending time with her husband, Jay, and their four-legged children, Bella and Josie. So I am going to bring Jennifer on. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Janet. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And as I was reading your bio, it says you were one of those people that liked those other things, assigned duties, and that's how you got into the professional, professional organizing. Is that correct? It is. I um in a, in all the jobs I had, I I was always doing those kind of other projects in addition to my main work, and a lot of those projects were organizing things. I maybe was organizing the file system or organizing a party or a schedule or a storeroom. And um after working for a while for other people in several different capacities, I just decided that, you know, it wasn't I wasn't really enjoying it and um I I found out about Napo and I found out about that organizing was a thing and um so I I decided to take the leap and here it is 10 years later. Well, we are happy because there are a lot of people listening in the chat room. So, Jennifer, what is the importance of having a creative space organized? Um, it's important to be organized in your creative space for a couple of reasons. Um, one, of course, is to be able to get your hands on your supplies when you want to use them. If you can't find what you already own, you may feel like you need to go out and buy more, and, and why would you want to spend more money on something you already own? So not wasting money, I think, is a big thing. But I also think having a a peaceful space, an orderly space, one that maybe helps you stay calm and relaxed can um can give you that room to work and allow that creativity to flow and, and come out and you can spend more energy on, on what you're creating instead of the stuff that you're using to create with. And, you know, and that's right because, like you said, when it's organized, you're not going out and buying those special scissors again because you already have them or the glitter or all the other things that you need to create because everything is in a specific place and you know exactly where to look. So that is true. So in working with clients and with creative people in general, 
What are some of the things they really should just let go of? I mean, a lot of times the creative person is always like, oh, I can just use this for to make this or that. But then there are times when things just need to be tossed out and let go. And what are some of those times? Well, that, you know, it's true. I, so many creative people, um, it's wonderful that they can look at things and say, I can do something with this. I can, I can make something out of it. I can change it up and make it beautiful or useful again. And that's a wonderful thing to do. It's great for the environment and all that. But um, at a certain point, what, maybe what you should really be letting go of is the idea that you have time to do all this or that, you're, that you really are going to do it all. Um, the, that if you're, if somebody's, if you have too many projects and not enough time and aren't planning on living to be 150, it's hard to get everything done. So some of it is letting go of this idea that you're going to be able to do all these things that you want to do in terms of your creative projects. It's really hard. It's, it's a tough choice to make, but it's an important one. Um, so certainly, you know, that if, if you, if you're out of time and out of space, letting go of things that aren't that exciting to you to make, like a project that you're not that you, turns out that you're not that interested in, letting that go is good. Um, also, if if you look at your supplies and all your stuff and you realize that there's a whole section of things that you haven't touched in a really long time, that you've gotten more interested in working on something else, then um, it's okay to let those old things go, let them move on to someone else who might be really excited about that particular um, craft or or tool. Um, and then, you know, certainly a, a little bit easier area to let go of is those those empty tubes of paint and the little tiny scraps of fabric and the little tiny pieces of yarn and, you know, just the the stuff that if you really step back, you could say, you know, that's, that's okay if that's trash right now. Um, I know, I know, I meet people all the time who say, but I can do something with all those little scraps of fabric, or I can do something with those scraps of yarn. And great, you know, of course you can, but my the question is really, are you going to, and when are you going to do it? And if you can't really be sure that you are definitely going to turn all those scraps of fabric into something, and you're not going to do it soon, then pass that along, like, recycle it or pass it on to someone else and when you get some more scraps of fabric later on you can decide again if you're going to do something special with those but um, really being honest with yourself about what you're not what you're doing and what you're not doing I think is really important and and, you know and I agree with that General because years ago I used to actually it was almost 20 years ago I used to cover photo albums I used to enjoy doing it for weddings baby showers but I lost interest. And, of course, now people really don't use photo albums anymore like they used right. to. So yeah. I decided, you know what, it's time for me to get rid of that stuff because I don't need that stuff anymore. And I actually just kind of donated it to somebody else who could use it for another purpose. But you're right, that and and then also the other time. But, but really mainly the empty stuff, the empty paint tubes, the empty this. So, listeners, yeah. I hope you are taking notes and letting know some things that you can let go of. <laughs> so, well, and concentrating, um, spend, I'm sorry, spending some time concentrating on who you're giving it to. Like you said, you gave it to, you donated or something like that. 
So sometimes thinking outside of yourself and about, well, somebody else could use it more, somebody else would benefit. You know, there's plenty of art teachers and kindergarten programs and um, senior daycare kind of programs and, and all kinds of stuff in our communities where those folks can't afford to buy a lot of craft supplies and art supplies. And so concentrating on the giving part sometimes helps us let go of things too rather than I need to keep all this because I might do it someday, thinking more outside of yourself and how you can brighten someone else's life by sharing these things can also be really helpful in helping you let go. And that is so true. That that reminds me I had some fabric, and I had not used it for for a while, years, and finally, I just texted a few friends. I said, hey, I've got this fabric. And somebody said, my daughter's taking sewing. And it really made me feel good because I knew this person, um, you know, the woman, she was not really working. So a lot of things she just couldn't, did not have the money to buy. So you're right. It does give you kind of that little satisfaction of like, wow, somebody could actually use this because it was doing nothing. But just, um, you know, getting, collecting dust or whatever in my home. Right. So you're right about that. So. Now that we've kind of, you know, encouraged them to, to to let go of the empty containers and to donate things, so what are some ways that they can organize their creative space? Um, there's really, a, you know, a lot of good options. Um, one of the interesting things about creative people is, that, I, that I come and work with is that um, they use their creativity to be to come up with new organizing systems for themselves. And that's really great, you know, that they come up with a system, a way of handling things, and then their creative juices start flowing and they decide to throw that system out and create a new one. And they can sometimes spend more time coming up with new systems than actually using the systems or even, unfortunately, actually doing their their creative area. Um, so one of the things I try to encourage creative people to do to help them be successful in getting organized is to really resist the temptation to keep reinventing their system. Um, you start with a system and do the best you can with, uh, and I'll get to some tips in a minute, but, um, but you know, you, you go where you can with what you think will work. And then if it's not working, you just make slight adjustments to it. You Certainly there's some aspect of your system that's working, so you want to keep that and throw out the part that's not. Instead of completely like pulling everything out of all the bins and shelves and everything you have and cluttering up your workspace to spend all this time putting everything away again, if you're constantly doing that, then you're not actually being organized. You're just moving your stuff around. And I know that's very frustrating for creative folks because they call me to come help them in their spaces for this reason. So the first thing is to try to stick to whatever you think is going to work best for you, knowing that, you know, life happens, so you may make some shifts and changes. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. you got to kind of keep moving forward so you can get to work in your space. But... Other things I think are important is having um, plenty of easy access to open containers. So, um, you know, reusing some of what you probably already have. If you've got empty jars and buckets and baskets and bins and trays and just all this kind of stuff that there's a good chance that you may already have around your house or your workspace, um, think about using those to hold your different supplies. 
You're going to want to keep your most used items within easy reach of your workspace because you know you just want to be able to reach over and grab that colored pencil in the right color um, very easily. Or you know all, all the tools that you use the most, you want to have open and easy access to closest to where you're going to use them. Um, it's really up to individual preference on how folks like to group things, but um, certainly by color is a very popular way. I have clients who work with fabric, and they like to do it first by color and then by type of material. So you get the white fabric and then the you know black and gray and all the way and then into the pinks and reds and yellows and so forth, and then maybe have it separated out with um, cotton fabric versus polyester fabric and, and so on. Um, and that's really all a matter of preference, but I do know that creative people really like to be able to see all the colors out there in front of them, and it's easier to to do that so you can grab the right shade that you need. Um, many artists and crafters don't feel like they have enough space to keep everything, so of course besides um, letting more go, I would also encourage people to try to maximize the height in that space. So think about how many shelves you can get going up the wall or, or how you can use more space in your closet, like take out the clothes rod. If you're not keeping clothes in that closet, put more shelves in there. Um, we have a tendency not to use all the height of our walls, so um, adding as much shelving as you can as possible. Um, creative people tend to be more visual, so it's a lot of it's got to be open where we can see it, but it's got to be tidy too, so having things in um, clear containers but still open and easy access to them um, really makes it easier to see what you have and it makes it really easy to put it away. And of course, um, labeling things. Labeling things makes a huge difference in being able to see what you have and put it away easily. Mm -hmm. So do you hear that, listeners? Clear and label. Um, clear and label. <laughs> and also <laughs> categorize. <laughs> yes. Categorize too. So Jennifer, so you you sh share with us how to uh, get rid of things, how to organize. So what are maybe like a couple tips for people to maintain? So once they've you know maybe categorized all their fabrics or all their items and you know put them in containers, what are some things like maybe a couple of tips where they can actually maintain? Because I think. A lot of times people can, you know, start, get a good system, but then sometimes, unfortunately, it's that maintaining that just kind of, they need a little, just a little discipline in that area too. Yeah. Um, that really is the last and most important step in all organizing systems is even if you spend all this time pulling stuff out and getting rid of things and grouping like things together and then putting them back on the shelves and in the drawers and all that, if you don't, you know more stuff is going to come into your life and more stuff is going to come into your um, art studio or craft room. So you need to really be conscious about what you're bringing in. So um, I think that before you bring home anything new, before you decide to take on a new bunch of craft, you know, a new style of working or a new um, area of working in, and all those supplies that go along with it, you have to really think ahead, like, where am I going to put this when I bring it home? And if you don't have a space for it already, if you can't think of how is it going to fit into what I already have going, then you have to consider, do I need to either not 
start this, not bring this home, or do I need to let something else go? What am I tired of working on? What haven't I been working on for a long time? And maybe those things are good things to get rid of. It's sort of a almost like a one-in, one-out kind of a thing, except it's not just one item. It might be one whole like category of medium you're working in. Um, and the other is to periodically look over all those projects that you have waiting on deck, the ones that you are planning, you know, you've been telling yourself for a while that you're planning to do, and either put it on your calendar or put it on your list of things to do and actually do it, or, again, say, well, you know what, it's not realistic. I'm not ever going to get to this. I like doing all these other things better. I can let go of all this other stuff and make room for the new stuff that's coming in. Um, and, and you know, some of this is tough love on yourself, is being realistic about how much time you actually have and how much enjoyment you're getting out of which activities. And then I think really um, cleaning up after yourself, putting things away when you're done working on something is another key to, to staying organized and orderly. Um, and having those labels that we talked about before helps. So when you finish with something, after you're all done, you can say, all right, I know where everything goes because everything has a home, and you actually put it away in its home, and that way when it's time to start the next project, you take the next set of things out to work on the next item that you're creating. Um, so it's really important to, and I'm not suggesting you have to clean up after yourself after every session of working. I know that leaving your pencils out or your paints out or whatever while you're working on something is really essential to con continuing the flow. But I mean more like when you're done with that project, put it, put everything away and, you know, give yourself a little clean surface and then you start on the next thing. Well, Jennifer, those have been some wonderful tips, listeners. I hope you've been taking notes. Of course, if not, you can always listen to the um, replay. So, Jennifer, how can people get in contact with you if they want to work with you one-on-one -on -one, or if they want you to come out and speak to their group and organization? Um, well, so my website is uh, jenniferlava.com, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-L-A-V-A.com. Um, you can reach me at my email is jennifer at jenniferlava.com. I am on Facebook I um, at uh, Jennifer Lava Professional Organizer. I am on Twitter at jenlava.com or jenlava on Twitter. I am also on Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Jennifer Lava. So I'm sure you're catching the theme here. It's Jennifer Lava, except on Twitter it's jenlava. <laughs> Um, and I am happy to um, come help people organize. I live in Austin, Texas, so I generally um, speak to groups and organize folks here in the in the central Texas area. But um, I certainly can travel to other places. And then I also have virtual organizing services, which are more like coaching from a distance. So folks who live in other places who want to use um, – either email or the phone or Skype or FaceTime or something like that to to work on sessions together where we use the technology to help people work through their situations um, wherever they are, and, and it saves them a lot of money and um, a lot of time, too. It's, it's more like coaching them through doing their own organizing projects. Yes, and, and I can tell you, listeners, it, it is a um, really great way to utilize the services because Jennifer will be able, it will be almost like she's in the room with you. She'll be able to see 
your space, and you two can talk, and she'll be able to just look at your space and tell you what you, what you need to do. So, um, you know, please um, check out our website. And, of course, as with all my guests, if you just go to the link on the show page, it will take you to the guest, my guest website. Well, Jennifer, I thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with my listeners this evening. Thank you, Janet. I really appreciate you asking me. I had a nice time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you continue to have a great evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. Yes, that's the wonderful Bob Lewis of Closet and Storage Concepts. And, of course, for those of you who may have the space and you may want to have a specific design for your creative space, you should check out and see what Closet and Storage Concepts can do for you. Well, our sponsor, Audible, is offering every single listener a choice of an audiobook and a free 30-day trial membership. And all you have to do, of course, is go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And you can choose from over 180,000 audiobooks and programs. And all you have to do is download a title for free and start listening. It is that easy. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And that's audibletrial.com forward slash Yet organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is Esty 101, audiobook on how to sell your craft and, uh, and also on Esty, the DIY marketplace for handmade vintage and crafting supplies. So it is a book that will help you once you create something on how to sell it. So make sure you go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized, so you can get a copy of that audio book. Well, Jennifer provided some awesome tips on how to organize your craft space. I mean, she took us from the, through the entire process. She, she shared with us the importance of having an organized craft space, a creative space. I say craft space, creative space, but also some things we need to let go of. And I mean, those are simple things. And I understand because you're creative, you probably will find a use for something. But if it's empty or sometimes things get broken, like maybe your pencil is down to a nub, a paintbrush, the handle breaks, you can get rid of that stuff. Empty paint cans, et cetera. Also share it with us how to organize. And she, one of the things she mentioned is just not to kind of reinvent the wheel and you know, try to do things over and over again. You have a system, work with it. And also making sure that you create a system, whether you use your height of your space, clear containers, labels. I love clear containers and labels because especially for you creative people because you can see what's in there and it keeps visual for you. And, of course, when you are completely done with the project, making sure you clean up. So those are some great to-the-point tips. And I just wanted to follow up in my Taylor's tip time with just a few more organizing tips. First of all, decide how you want the space set up, where you will store the items. 
So, you, of course, you're going to have your space to work, but then you also have to have your space where you're going to store things as well. Um, and a lot of times you don't have a lot of space. So if you have a table to work on, maybe you can use a space underneath as well as a space on the wall to organize things. Again, in purging, you want to decide what you need to keep and what you need to get rid of. And I shared with you, um, I used to do photo albums, and now I don't do them anymore because who uses a photo album, really? Um, so I got rid of all of the things that were associated with it, all of my supplies. And then, of course, I was going through things, and I had a lot of material, and I gave them to a friend who, one, her daughter was actually taking a sewing class, and another friend who was quilting. So sometimes just donating the things gives you a sense of it's not going in the trash and it's not going in the waste. And then, of course, categorizing things, putting all tools, all your glitter, and, of course, even within the glitter, categorizing the glitter, you may have, you know, large, you know, different colors. Um, So categorizing those things, even with fabric, putting all the colors together and all the types of fabric together, using containers. Uh, You can always repurpose, especially when you are working with your craft, your creative items. You can repurpose old food storage containers for paintbrushes or maybe for chalk or for for other types of medium you use when you're creating things or even storing things. And then, of course, regularly maintaining. And I'm going to piggyback off of Jennifer, and that's just basically when you are finished, flies away. When you are finished with your project, because I'm going to share with you the same tip I share with the people who my um, business, my workspace clients. I tell them that when they walk into their office, they want to focus on the task and and the project they're working on and not be distracted by the cleanup from yesterday, the projects that were done, et cetera, and the same for you. When you are completely done with your creation, you want to clean up, clear it out, so that when you walk into that space again, you are free to create. So I hope you um, find those Taylor's tips helpful. And, of course, I see there's a few people in the chat room. And, of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to just post it. And, of course, um, 646-478-5386 if you have any questions about organizing in general or, of course, organizing your creative space. I am excited because I have extended my Power Keys for an Organize You package. And basically, the Power Keys package includes two parts. The first part is, of course, an e-course, which is basically, and the, the Power Keys package is for people who are the DIYs. These are those of you out there who have read the books, have gone to the classes, have watched all the organizing shows, and you really know how to do it, but you just need some strat- little additional strategies and you need somebody to keep you focused. So that's why I created this Power Keys package. And basically, with the package, you get two pieces. The first part is you get the e-course, which kind of gives you a general overview on how to stay focused on your project. 
The second part, you get two one-hour sessions with me. I give you a visual assessment of your space. Um, I give you a plan on how to organize your space, product suggestions if needed, and then strategies to help you maintain the space and motivate you to keep going. So a lot of people have been not only emailing me pictures, but they have been emailing me videos with, with a narrative, which I love. And then we sit down for session one after I review the video and I tell them exactly what they need to, the things they need to do, give them homework, we come back. They tell me what they've done. I tell them some things they need to do. And a lot of times they want to take the sessions further, and sometimes that's it. And not only do I do the spaces, but some people call me and have a package because they need me to help them manage their time and their schedule. So you get the e-course, and you also get two. Um, you get two sessions with me, one-hour sessions. So the above package is valued at $250, but you get it for an investment of $59. Again, that is a $250 value, and you get it for only $59. So you can go to my website at JanetUntaylor.com, and you can take advantage of that um, package. Well, I want to thank you so much for your tweets, your emails, and your posts on Facebook. I want to, of course, thank you for just following me via social media. And, of course, that includes Periscope, Blog Talk Radio, and Community. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Well, as you know, today is Monday and tomorrow is Tuesday. So. My Toss It Tuesday tip for you is to either donate or possibly sell your supplies you no longer use or need. Again, to donate or possibly sell items that you no longer need. Um, I actually am going to go. Now, I have somebody on the line from 0073, and I'm going to... um, pick up that line and see if they have a question in regards to organizing. Hello. Good evening, Janet speaking. Good evening, Janet speaking. Hi, Janet. Uh, my name is uh, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes. And yes. I want, yes, I have a question. Okay. So I do not, I'm trying to like really reorganize a bunch of paperwork that I have okay. that I need to organize. But sometimes I get, like, stuck, okay? I'm kind of like a paper hoarder. I feel that I have to keep every little piece of paper in order to remember something. How can I break that habit? Okay. Well, the first thing is, um, do you have a space and a place to put the paper? Like, do you have filing cabinets? Um, I have a, yes, I do have one big filing box. Okay. Okay, you have a filing box. Is that enough? Do you need a two-drawer filing cabinet? Or do you have to space for a two-drawer filing cabinet? Okay, it's actually it's actually like a it's a filing cabinet, but it's like one of the um 
it's like, how can I describe it? It's, it's like a space saver style cabinet. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. And then within that, because it sounds like a couple of things. One, of course, there's types of paperwork that we should keep. Like we need to keep our tax records for at least seven years. Okay. Um, so that's an archive. That's like archive stuff. Like, and then of course there may be things. And I know how I am with paperwork. When I pay off loans and bills, et cetera, I like to keep that final bill so it's proof that I paid it off. So those are things that you want to keep, but that's not necessarily the current. But then you have your current bills and and maybe medical information, information related to your career that you want to keep in the current. So, Oh, okay. um, I see. Mm -hmm. So so you have your current and then you have your archive. And what I would suggest, what I would suggest, and this is if you feel comfortable with archive stuff, is to possibly get it scanned or, um, yeah, usually that would be the best thing because even with seven years worth of tax paperwork, sometimes that can kind of pile up depending on, you know, how much, um, how thick your tax returns are. So if you would feel comfortable having at least your archive scanned and that way you can still access a physical copy because all of my taxes are done now. I get a PDF to me, so if I do need a copy, I can always print a copy, or if I have to give somebody a copy for a reason, I can print a copy. So I still feel like I have it, but physically I don't have the paperwork. Um, But then all my current paperwork is basically I do have a physical copy for but then some of that, you know, I don't get bank statements anymore. I'm okay with that because I can access it online. So I think for you it's it's one figuring out what's archive and what's current. The archive oh, okay. stuff if if you feel like, you know, if you feel comfortable enough making sure that it is at least scanned so that if you do need a copy you can access it, then that would help you get rid of some of that paperwork. And even maybe you know, some of the paperwork that is, is current um, that you may not necessarily need to have a physical copy, but I think if you can just access it, that may make you give you that sense of I can still get to it. Because I think even with me, as long as I can get to it, I'm okay. So I don't necessarily need to have a physical copy. Um, and I have my tax returns on my thumb drive. Um, but you can also, you know, some people feel comfortable you know, putting them in the cloud. I have some documents on the cloud. They're mostly business documents. So, it's, you know, you have to find your comfort level. And sometimes even with that, even if you just start with one little thing, because at one time I was uncomfortable with taking a picture of my check. It was like I can't do that. But I got a check for like $2. I said, well, let me try it. And it was okay. So then I got comfortable doing. So now to the point where if I get a check and I don't feel like going to the bank, I just take a copy of it. I mean, you know, take a picture of it. So it's just a matter of giving yourself little baby steps on how to feel comfortable getting rid of and also, you know, making sure that even with paperwork, so you've got your archives, you have your current, but then the paperwork that you just don't need it's really creating a system on how to, when paperwork comes in, processing it, saying, okay, this is archived, this is current, 
this is junk. It needs to go out. And All just right. kind of disciplining yourself, whether it's like once a week, every couple of weeks, just really doing that. So um, did that kind of answer your question? It definitely does because I'm just like a paper whore. So I'm going okay. to listen to the rest of your show, and I'm going to start actually uh, – Going through the paperwork, seeing what I need, what I don't need, what's going, what's archived, what's important, and just letting the junk mail go. Yeah, letting the junk mail go, letting those circulars that we get from stores that we're not going to shop at, yes. letting yes. them go. Letting them go. All righty, sounds pretty good. So I'll give you a call next week to let you know how I'm doing. Well, please do. All righty. Thank you. Thanks. It's been great talking with you. Thank you. Have a great evening. You too. Well, I hope somebody else could learn from that tip. So, as I said, tomorrow is Tossa Tuesday, so I want you to donate and, and or sell things that you no longer use or need. You may have um, a great... Um, box of unopened, package of unopened supplies that you will never use again, donate it or sell it, give it to a school, give it to a clinic, give it to somebody. And that's my Toss It Tuesday tip. Now, on to my app suggestion, my product suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion. My app suggestion is called the Craft Gawker, and it's Craft, G-A-W-K-E-R, and it helps you discover, share arts and crafts and DIY projects with other like minds. It's called the Graph Gawk. It's an app. And then, of course, my product suggestion is my Homespun Susie White Storage Unit. Um, I like that because, of course, it's white, and you can kind of see through it a little bit so you can see the the supplies that you have. And then my repurpose suggestion is someone took um, teacups and they put succulents in them. They took vintage spoons and turned them into hooks. They took a pasta strainer and turned it into wall lights. So if you go to my Pinterest page where I am Janet M. Taylor and you can go to my app board organized products to help you stay organized, and, of course, my repurpose suggestion, you'll get to see these suggestions as well as others on that board. So please be sure to check out my Pinterest page. Well, my quote for the week is, never give up. So whether you are organizing your craft space or whether you have organized your paperwork or your life, never give up. Just Take baby steps. Okay, you've decided you're listening to the show and you've decided you want to organize your craft, your craft, I keep saying craft, your creative craft space. So just do a little bit. Maybe tonight before you go to bed, you might see an empty pan can. You may say, well, Janet, I could reuse it. I could repurpose it. Okay. If you can, then do it. But if not, then toss it. So whatever you feel, and it may be 
just maybe going into your space, your living space, and getting rid of all the circulars to the places you won't shop, getting rid of all the junk mail, recycling the newspapers, recycling whatever you have in your home and your space, and doing that. And because we're moving into, well, of course, it was 106 index here yesterday, but because we're moving into some new seasons, maybe it's time to revisit some of the clothes that you didn't wear over the summer or over your current season. So, but I'm just saying that never give up. Just keep doing a little bit, even if it's just one thing, even if it's just throwing out one piece of paper, even if it's just throwing out one brush, even if it's just shredding one piece of paper. Never give up. You want to have constant movement, and you want to tell yourself that you can do this. And one of the things I've been doing for the past is I've been listening to about maybe 30 minutes of just nothing but straight motivational. Like, never give up. You can do this. You've got greatness in you. Sometimes you have to do that to pump yourself up when you're, trying, when you're working on a project, whether you're creating a project or even when you're working on a personal project like organizing your, 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 your creative space and organizing your paperwork, organizing your life. You need to blast the music up and just say, you can do this. You've got greatness. Because when you clear that space and organize it, You'll be more creative. You'll be more productive. You'll be inspired more to do more things. So I wanted to share that. Never give up. Well, next week, we are going to learn how to organize our health and medical information because that's key. Because I know for me, I'm in my 50s, slowly getting into the mid-50s, and I need that information organized. So. And I know a lot of you out there, but not only do you need to have it organized, but also members of your family. So we have Wendy Colson, Ph.D., and she's going to be coming to us next week on organizing your health and medical information by using a My Body Passport. We have passports for travel, but now we need passports for other things as well. And then, of course, after that, we'll be ending the month with how to really jumpstart your fall organized. I'm excited about that show um, as well on how to just jumpstart your fall organized. And that's going to be talking about your paperwork, your stuff, your time, et cetera. So I hope you'll listen. If you've got questions that you want to ask me in regards to how to jumpstart your fall organized, email them to me. All you have to do is go to JanetMTaylor.com, go to the contact page, and then um, fill it out and just send your question in, and I will not only respond to you personally, but I'm going to also read it on the air and share it with others because I feel that a lot of times other people have the same questions you do. You do. So, um, but I will respond to you personally, and then, of course, I'm going to read your question on the air as well. So, Make sure you go to my website and JanetMTaylor.com and take advantage of the Power Keys package for an investment of $59. Um, make sure that you um, reach out to our guest tonight um, for additional resources and information. And, of course, tomorrow's Toss It Tuesday, so find something you can donate or maybe something you can sell. Um, that's no longer needed. 
It's also Tuesday. And, of course, never give up. Never give up. Continue to push for whatever it is you want to achieve. And also, I just have a quick thought for the caller, and hopefully she's still listening, is if you do not have a cross-cut shredder, a shredder that cuts things into confetti, to please do. Um, because I've heard some horror stories of people who had those other types of shredders. So you want to make sure that when you do shred your stuff that nobody else can um, access the information. Well, um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, for listening. You know how much I appreciate you because you are the reason, uh, and each and every one of you who have listened, who have called in, who have been in the chat room, who have downloaded, are my reason for never giving up. So, again, next week, organizing your home and medical information using my body passport by Wendy Colson. And, of course, um, you know, make sure you send me your tips and jumpstart your fall organized. <laughs> so, until next time, I want to thank you for listening, and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. And until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.